Hello, this is Terry. And this is Coco. And this is Adventures in Organized Chaos. Where we talk about... Local politics. National politics. Some culture. Lots of culture. Some movies. Definitely some movies? Maybe some books. Mmm. We talk about organizing. Absolutely. Let's talk about that movement work. Let's get into it. All right. Hey, Terry. 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 (laughs) Terry, where are you? I guess I'm alone today. Hey, guys, it's Coco minus Terry for Adventures in Organized Chaos. Harumph. Okay, well, I guess I'm alone. Terry's stuck somewhere in the mountains or something doing crunchy stuff. Um, He can't be here today. But I'm welcoming myself back. I just was out of town. There's a lot going on in Holyoke. I'm still a city councilor fighting for my seat. Um, But, you know, we don't have to talk about everything all at once. I just wanted to put it out there. It's going to be a busy weekend in Holyoke. We've got a Saturday full of events. Um, We've got the Brick Race. We've got the Holyoke uh, Paper City Food Festival. We've got Open Doors of Holyoke. And... Um, a whole lot of other stuff. So exploreholyoke.com is the place to go and check that out. But I really want to mention that Monday and Thursday of next week, we're going to have um, ward candidate forums at Holyoke Media sponsored by One Holyoke. So um, I hope everybody who has so many questions and complaints has the time to come out and ask their questions in person because you can't be involved in your community if you don't come out and take part. So I just wanted to put that out there. And um, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot going on, and I've missed a lot, so I'm sorry we've been gone so long, and I'm sorry to come back without my fearless compadre, Terry, who whose presence is definitely missed. So um, that's the intro. We're going to take a break, and I might even have a surprise. Hey, Coco. Hey, what? I got beef with somebody. Me? Uh, not you, <laughs> but I got beef with somebody. Do you know a place where I could go to maybe, like, work mm. it out? I'm thinking maybe Palante. Alicia, can I come over and squash some beef? Absolutely, yes. I would love to host that circle for you at 208 Race Street. Um, you can find us in Suite 204 until we move into our house at 220 Linden Street. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'll be able to squash this beef. Y'all heard Hallelujah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm back and I have a very special guest who is the multi-talented super public figure, Aaron Brunel. Hi, Aaron. Hey, hey, Coco. <laughs> Welcome to our our little pod here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you. Um, you know a lot of stuff and you do a lot of stuff. So um, I was just talking about the candidate forums and mentioning that they have the just the ward forums, but I know there's also an at-large forum that's um, sponsored by Holyoke Tax Collectors, yeah, I no, believe. Yeah, no, it's actually the Taxpayers Association. Taxpayers Association, so thank you. that one is Thursday, October 19th. That one is Thursday, October 19th, and it's at Holyoke High School. Okay. Doors open at 5.30, so I'm assuming the event starts at 6. Mm-hmm. They're starting with city council at large, and then school committee is after city council. Oh, nice. Okay, so I, I, I can't understand why everything's separate, but I guess I'm just happy that things are being covered by people somewhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I don't mistake myself i think one of the last recent cycles there was no debates at all so this is true it's like if there's not a mayor debate they forget that there's local elections (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on i feel like and it's really great for the public i mean um people don't have time you know and terry and i talk about this a lot right we have 
City council twice a month, subcommittees nearly every night of the week. Um, there's boards, there's commissions, there's committees, there's public events, you know, there's so much happening, but um, everyone doesn't have time to go to everything. So this is a way for people to really ask questions or at least hear candidates and public officials answer questions that may be on their mind. Yeah, I'm hoping that the the forums that you mentioned, the ward ones, might have a little bit more direct, like, citizen-based questions that people might actually care about, you know, in a a detailed, more detailed manner as far as, you know, quality of life issues and things like that, where the uh, the larger one tends to be very, you know, political questions, like, very, like grazed over like do they do you find out about those questions in advance we do not Mm. i believe you're allowed like a two-minute statement and then maybe there's a question or two um i know at times when they've had full school committee because like multiple races you literally only got a statement yeah okay (laughs) so we'll see we'll see well at least that and everything is going to be recorded and televised um i know that the um candidate forum hosted or yeah hosted at holyoke media but by um, one Holyoke is going to be bilingual, meaning that they'll be translating from English to Spanish for any um, attendance. Um, but I can't help but wonder if that also means Spanish to English. Yeah, because you know, if you have I, candidates whose first language isn't English, I think that's that would be a helpful thing too for them to for people to be able to express themselves in their native language. You know, it's so funny you bring that up, and it's the perfect segue to talk about like what's going on in the school system because with the dual language program we have, that's one of the biggest advocacies I've fought for. Is it doesn't matter whether or not you're more literate in English or Spanish, you should be able to progress and be you know have your say in the language that you feel more most comfortable in. So yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. If candidates feel like they can get their point across better in Spanish or whatever language it is, then we would hope the interpreters would be able to service yeah. that as I'm well. I'm going to ask about that, and hopefully I'll have an answer. And I think it'll be nice to pick this all apart next week after the first <laughs> set of forums. Um, but, yeah, so what day is it? So next week is also the 26th? No, not no, yet. No, that's, that's the that's week the after. Fifth. Okay, I'm like, everything's happening so fast all at the same time. <laughs> well, the election's only, what, <laughs> three and a half weeks away now? It's coming up quick, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We just got to keep rolling with it. It's like, fast times at Ridge Maha. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep well, going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've had good standouts. People are knocking on doors. I really hope that um, residents of Holyoke are taking advantage of public officials as they come around because it's important you know far too often voter turnout is far too low and especially without that big draw of a mayoral candidacy right you know voter turnout is critical yeah you know too many people like to complain post-election and what's going on <laughs> with the happenings but they don't tune in and they don't bother to vote so yeah and we just got to keep trying to inform people getting the word out i mean it's not easy living in a time where there's no newspaper you know or there are but it's like there's smaller newspapers and they go out a week or two after something has happened. I mean, even this podcast usually drops a week after we talk about things, you know. Yeah. So it's really hard um, if you're not live all the time to share things with people in real time. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the mayor's office for those signs they've put around town with the QR code, oh, yeah. making it super easy to register. You have until October 28th mm-hmm. for a November 7th election. That's so, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, plenty of time, and that makes it super easy. And I'm under the impression that most whole most Holyokers are actually registered to vote. So, you know, because Massachusetts also has like automatic registration when you renew your license. So most of us are registered to vote. It's just people decide they don't 
they don't care or don't realize it's time to vote or I don't know what it is. I mean, my own father's never registered to vote. Wow. I couldn't even convince him to register to vote for me. He's afraid he'll he'll, he'll, he's afraid he'll get pinged for jury duty. Really? Yeah. That's what he correlates to it. Oh, man. Yeah. So some people just aren't engaged. Yeah. No matter what. And it's interesting because, you know, I do meet people on doors, you know, who say, oh, you know, I don't vote. And I'm like, really? Well, maybe would you be interested even once? Like, try it out. Check it out. Oh, well, you know, I don't think it matters. I'm like, well, um, you may not vote, but guess what? We're making decisions for you. Right. So if you're not voting, the decisions are still being made on your behalf. And, and we, you actually, you know, you're just deciding that you don't want any say in who makes decisions for you. Yeah. Or people believe that their one vote doesn't count. But I know this predates you, Ms. Coco. But, you know, <laughs> when Mayor Morris back in the day first ran, that first primary man won it by one single vote. So yeah. it's certainly every single vote counts. That and all races, real. too, you know. There's a fun statistic out there. 60% of school committee races go unopposed. Right. You know, public education should be important to almost every single household. Oh, yeah. And people just don't engage. So it's how to get people engaged and right. and want to take note of what's going on. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I'm definitely guilty of not paying enough attention to what's going on in the schools because I'm not a parent. And I use that as an excuse. But at the same time, I argue against, like, magnet schools and private schools because I I firmly believe that if all that money from residents who send their kids elsewhere went into our public schools, that our public school system would be better. You know, so on the one hand, I don't really pay enough attention. But on the other hand, I have these strong feelings about public, you know, public schooling. So I think I mean, it's just an example where, like, you have to recognize and, and it, it is our duty to, to pay attention. It's the foundation to everything. Yeah. Right? If and you, it, my taxes pay for it, so I should yeah. pay attention to well, it. Well, not so much in Hoyoke, because most of our funding comes from state and federal. Right. But still, it is your tax dollars at the yeah. end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, totally forgot on the point I was going to make, which happens to me quite often when... Squirrel. Um, <laughs> 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 I not fell on the ground. <laughs> anyways, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> just I think my point was about how education is the foundation of everything you know yeah. if you want lower crime rates you need a better educated uh, populace you yeah. want better paying jobs you need a better educated populace and then you know thinking ahead to like this whole like AI time that we're facing in our future right like we're fortunate enough to have a vocational school here in Hoyoke Mm -hmm. we need to double down and ensure that we are getting our kids in line to be working these trades because in the damn near future if you don't have a job that takes your two hands to do you're going to get phased out there's going to be no computer programmers there's going to be nobody working you know for phone companies yeah. computer you know none of that so and I mean hindsight's twenty twenty. I always say that if I knew what then what I know now I would have just became a motorcycle mechanic <laughs> <laughs> I would have never went to school twice yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of things that you don't realize when you're in a system that sort of pushes you in certain directions and I definitely come from a generation that didn't really it definitely didn't value the trades not at you all. know and yet all like a lot of my friends are in in the trades but it's in their like second career where they've decided wait a second I'd rather be working with my hands I like the problem solving aspect of this I like the instant gratification parts of this and I'm helping my community and it they pay really well. Yeah. And how many people do you know that went to school for a four year and have a degree that they're absolutely not utilizing? 
<laughs> None. Case, case I don't know point, anybody. Like where that. I didn't go to school, <laughs> me or any of my siblings went to college. Yeah. And we're all independently employed. Yeah. So there's there's space for everyone for right. sure. And if I feel like if you know what you want to do with that degree, then kudos to you. Right. But if you're just going through the motions, if you're just going yeah. through the motions, why not go through and get that trade under your belt, get that apprenticeship going so that way if you go to school and you it falls through, you have something to fall back yeah. on. Or know? more importantly, it you may find later that you want to go to school for something very specific that you can add to your trade, you know, because yep. I mean, some of the better education models in the world include apprenticeship uh, apprenticeships during your high school program. Yeah. And it really allows people to, you know, take their time and figure out what they're good at, what they're not good at. What are they actually interested in? I mean, we don't get a chance for that really here. No, I mean, one of the nice things about our vocational school is in the freshman year, you do go through the different the different uh, co-ops to not co-ops, mm-hmm. sorry, the, the different vocationals to see which ones you might gravitate to. Yeah. Um, but it, we need to really focus on expanding our shop options. I um, agree. You know, in two years when the new middle school opens, we won't have a STEM, a STEM program. So right now we have a small cohort of middle schoolers taking up space within the dean campus okay um due to the shifting of you know how we're trying to re regroup and refocus our district so in two years when the new middle school opens those students will be able to phase out Mm -hmm. and we'll be able to fill dean with more high school students because dean is on a wait list now it's no longer that second choice school where the you know the kids who can't keep up academically are sent like right. it, it it should be more prized and it should be a privilege to be able to to graduate with a trade i 100 percent agree i took a i took a tour of dean when they had like their open house in the fall or in the early spring i think and um it was pretty awesome like i didn't i didn't really understand like how how many programs they had first of all and I was really impressed with like their their like uh, they have like a diesel mechanic shop and like they have a lot of space and do a lot of very cool things. They have like state of the art equipment. Um, I mean, they build the the Colleen float every year. Oh, really? Right, right in the Dean shop. <laughs> oh, that's true. We saw it. Yeah. It was in the process, so it so, must have been in this in the early spring yeah, that we were there. Usually, yeah. a student there's some kind of contest, and so students can enter their designs, mm-hmm. and then it's built it's built right at Dean. Yeah, we need. And the we kit, need the to auto body this. shop at Dean, if I'm not mistaken, does some maintenance on the. Uh, City owned vehicles as well. I wouldn't be surprised. And And they do outside work too. They do, yeah. Yeah, And I mean, senior, junior, senior year, you can go out on co op. And so Mm -hmm. you're earning your hours out in the field towards getting your certifications that you need to be able to, you know, cosmetology. My sister Nicole graduated in what? 97 for cosmetology. She's nice. been a hairdresser ever since. Yeah, loves it. Yeah, culinary. We have a lot of great programs. We just need to enhance and keep right. diving and into not it. to say that, you know, the regular high school kids don't always don't also have like a cool academic experience. But I think for far too long, we haven't um, treated both as equally important parts of our society. So yeah, we're supposed to be getting our kids ready for career and college. So, yeah. you know, we just need to treat everything equal. And like I said, with, with the future of AI, mm-hmm. we have to be rational on knowing what job fields just are going to be. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, so I went to, when I went to school again, I went for design and one of the main things they were teaching is, you know, it's all well and good to have, to make nice designs, but at the end of the day, make sure you're making a living because, you know, art is really fun and cool, but if you can't pay your rent, it's not, 
it's not fun and cool anymore, you know? <laughs> you know, and I thought that was, like, a really nice take on it because some of the, you know, like, the, the FITs and stuff of the world, they're, they don't, they don't base the education on your ability to function in the real world. Oh, that's and, such and, a good point. And, you know, and really, like, take part and, and be able to, like, support yourself. So, yep. you know, I always like to remind kids when they're like, oh, I want to get into this or that, you know, what would you recommend? And I'm like, I recommend you do something that you can really enjoy, that you're good at, and that you can become independent with. Because if you can't take care of yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> You got to be your own boss, ideally, right? Make your own That'd schedule nice. and, and, you know, do You things. know more about that than I do. <laughs> I mean, I am fortunate enough, for sure, to be self-employed, technically speaking. Mm. Um, but, you know, you also have to be self-motivated. Um, so, you know, but, you know, kicking things back, it's like if you are going to go to school and you don't know what, to, what you might want to do, just, like, study business, right? Yeah. Because no matter what, you can always fall back on. You can apply on. that to other fields. Yeah, and, and apply it in, in so many different aspects of your life. Mm. But, you know, you just have to be willing to put in more effort than the person next to you. And I feel like the best way to do that is to not have to answer to the person who's three seats down <laughs> from you because they're just going to tell you what to do that they may see best. But I feel like you always have to find your own lane and, and carve that path, you know? Right. I've been selling real estate for 18 years now. It seems crazy people say to me all the time oh my god how is that even possible and it's like well i started it at 24 yeah and you, you know <laughs> by choice yeah. you know love what you do and do what you love but um you know you definitely it takes a certain mindset to be able to to drive through those those roller coasters that come with being independently employed but i wouldn't give it up for for anything <laughs> i wouldn't change it for a lifetime well yeah i think it's amazing well i think we should take a quick break because I have some real estate questions. Ooh, <laughs> change topics. So, Terry. Yes, Coco. Um, do you know where people can submit their events since it's the 150th year of Holyoke's existence and everybody wants to go to every event? Oh, my gosh. Where can they submit their events? Okay. Well, exploreholyoke.com is a new site about all things Holyoke, and they would love it if you're having an event that you send them the info so they can add it to their calendar and post your event and your space and all that goody stuff. That's great. Can you do that in the microphone? Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Erin, you're still here. Thank you. Couldn't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you about, well, I don't know a whole, a whole lot about real estate, and there's a lot of talk about real estate in Holyoke and how things are going up. And um, we definitely, I mean, it's factual that we don't have enough housing for, you know, our unhoused. We and there's not. a lot of families who are in situations where they would like to be in better housing or larger housing. Growing families have a hard time, you know, even finding a house to purchase. Like, so school us on the uh, real estate in Holyoke. So I think the most common question I get when I'm out and about is like, well, how's the market? And let's like I'm going to say to everybody, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Right. Because depending on what you're trying to do within the market depends on whether or not it's a good market for you. Mm. So if you're trying to sell a house right now, it's a great market. It's heavily, heavily a seller's market. And that's determined basically by inventory, right? Like okay. how many houses supply and demand. So if we sell on average 27 houses a month, you need six months supply to be a balanced market. Okay? okay. You need 12 months supply to be a buyer's market and anything under three months supply is a seller's market. Today, we have seven houses on the market in Hoyoke. 
Wow. So we have like less than a week supply of houses. Mm-hmm. My most recent offer I made on a house in Hoyoke just two weeks ago for a two bedroom ranch. Now, granted, two bathrooms, you know, double vanity, really nice property, but still not in like not some crazy neighborhood, only about 1,400 square feet. 16 offers. Wow. 16 offers. And, and they, what, who's, who's like, Who's pouncing on Holyoke property? Well, you know, there's a lot of cash in the market, and mm-hmm. the cash comes from people that have a lot of equity in their homes or people that are moving and downsizing so they have a big house to sell. So I see. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, is there going to be a crash? And there's just not because the conditions are different. Okay. Supply and demand. The reason why we saw a bubble and then a crash in 08 was mainly because of foreclosures and because of what we call the subprime mortgage market. Right. So basically, lenders were giving loans to people they knew couldn't afford those loans. Right. Currently, about 80% of households have more than 80% of the value of their homes, meaning if they were to fall short on funds within their household, they could sell their house and get out from under it easily and still even make a profit because the market is so inflated. Okay. You know, on average, we see about 5% annual growth. Mm -hmm. After the housing crash, up until about five years ago, we were stagnant on like say two or three percent here in Holyoke. And, and when I'm- you say growth, you mean growth in the values? Yes. Okay. Yep. And this is very hyper hyper local. Like we're not even looking at the Pioneer Valley. This is Holyoke specific. We were only seeing like two to three percent. Some of the neighboring communities, like Amherst, were still seeing like four. Northampton. Right. But they have the colleges to drive people yeah, they have a in. Different, you know, it's, it's a different it's market. Just, it's just completely different, yeah. right? So, you know, within the last few years, we're, we've been seeing more like, say, seven and eight. But if you average those out, it puts you right back at 5% annual gain, right? Okay. So th- the most solid investment you can make is real estate. Mm. Now, you hear a lot of talk about interest rates and the interest rates are so high. Sure. But if interest rates come down... You can refinance, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if they come down... So currently, they're at like seven and a half, almost 8%, depending on your credit score. Also, depending on your down payment... Um, mm-hmm. Different, different things like that. So let's say you buy now and in three years the rates come down to like five, which <laughs> I highly doubt we're ever going to see it again. Really? I just really don't know. Wow. They're predicting they might even get up to like 10. For, but, for but, real estate? But, but here's what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So if the rates come down one point, so mm-hmm. let's say they're seven and a half and let's say by Thanksgiving they come down a point. How many more buyers who have been sitting on the sidelines are going to get into the market? Mm. More than sellers are going to sell. Right. So for every percentage of interest rate drop we see, we're going to see that more correlate in percentage hike of the average house sale cost. Right, because because it just creates more demand because now suddenly you have more people willing to apply for loans Ex- because the rates go down. Exactly. Gotcha. So I've owned my house, my current house, because <laughs> I move like every two to three years, hazard of the job. <laughs> I've had my current house exactly three years. Okay. My interest rate is only three and a half percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in full disclosure, my mortgage payment is like 1500 I paid two fifty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say I can sell my house right now for 400. So I've got like 200,000 in equity there to put down on the next house. Right. But if I buy the next house, let's say it's a $400,000 house, I'm really not trading up, right? I'm getting equal to what I have now. 
I have to take all my equity and put it down on the new house. Right. And so let's say I'm financing the same two fifty that I financed three years ago. It's gonna my cost payment, you more. Yeah. My payment's gonna be over two thousand dollars. Right. So it doesn't so, make sense. So it doesn't make sense for <laughs> families like me to sell who don't need to. Right. Now there's always gonna be movement in the market. People get married, people get divorced, unfortunately people pass away. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always gonna be houses selling and people needing to buy. But sellers are not going to sell until prices go up much more significantly to adjust for that balance and interest rate. Right. Yeah, because they need to make up for it because they need to live somewhere, too. Yeah. I mean, just five years ago, the average home sale in Hoyoke was about like 189. Mm -hmm. And we've gained easily $100,000 to that. Like, you're lucky if you can get a house in Hoyoke for under 200,000. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Correction. I I meant to say under 300,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's that is dead serious. There is absolutely still opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly believe that Hoyoke is luckily still one of the most affordable towns in the valley. Right. Because not just the cost per square foot for some of the housing we have. We have a very unique and diverse inventory of housing. Mm. We have some condos, granted not enough, mm. um, but even like the old row houses, you know, those are single family homes. You're and looking really at 1,600 great. square feet. Yeah. And, you know, you can get one still anywhere from 150 to 250. Like mm. the most recent one I sold on Pine only sold for 200. Nice. So if you're looking to have a smaller lot and, you know, on street parking, there's definitely still affordability there. But more importantly, I mean, we have the cheapest utilities in the entire Commonwealth. Yeah. Not only that, if you're a first-time home buyer to the city of Hoyog meeting, you had to have just not owned a home here for at least three years. Mm-hmm. You save 20% on your gas and electric bill for the first three years you live here. Really? You do. Is that automatic? Automatic. You just have to ensure that when you sign up your account, you tell the gas and electric you're a first-time home buyer here. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you save 10% thereafter as long as you pay your bill on time. Right. Not only that, I don't know, a lot of people aren't familiar with the gas and electric's um, energy incentives. Mm-hmm. So you hear about, I don't you might not because we're such Holyokers. I know. But <laughs> in the real estate world, you hear about, oh, Mass Save, and Mass Save will come do an energy audit. And, yeah. Well, Mass Save They is, don't do that in Holyoke. No, because mm-hmm. they're funded by Eversource. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you would rather pay a municipal, meaning Westfield, Holyoke, South Hadley, or Chickabee electric bill than in deal without Mass Save. So they do that be- to offset the fact that they're already overcharging you. <laughs> so five years ago when Hoyoke was trying to get new two new middle schools funded and it would have been a tax override and I yeah. did all this analysis on how affordable Hoyoke truly was. Mm-hmm. The meter that is outside your house yeah. with Hoyoke gas electric costs you like $6 a month. Yeah. With with Eversource, it's like $26 a month. Oh, wow. And they charge like service fees and delivery fees and so many fees. But yeah. the Hoyoke gas electric has a system called Muni Help. So they'll mm-hmm. still do energy audits. And they'll, they'll lend you up to $10,000 interest free to do anything that's an energy efficiency upgrade to your home. Mm. So that could be new windows, that can be adding insulation, it can be upgrading an older gas boiler to a new gas boiler, right? and that can be mini splits, heat pumps, all kinds of things. So there's just so many incentives, but <laughs> funny point, back to that study when I was doing that analysis, do you know that even milk is cheaper in Hoyoke than surrounding communities? No. I swear to God. If you go to Stop and Shop <laughs> in Northampton, uh-huh. Go to Stop and Shop in West Springfield Mm -hmm. and come to Stop and Shop in Holyoke. The milk is cheaper in Holyoke because everything is based on your average. uh, Really? Yeah, average income. Huh. Yep. 
Thank you. That is very, Dead very serious. interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, when people say we couldn't afford those schools, man, they weren't exactly true. <laughs> it would have been like 12 bucks a household or something. Oh, time. God. Well, I mean, and you know how that is. Like, there's always the debate on what Holyoke can and can't afford. Yeah, but that's the direct correlation here is yeah. schools and real estate. Right. So, <laughs> right. Like, how many families have I helped within my 18 years of selling real estate mm-hmm. who have asked me about the school system? So as a realtor, you can't answer those questions. So I have to take that hat off, have a separate lunch meeting. Then we can talk about schools. Right. But people were oh, willing to move into the into the high. Highland section of Holyoke because they could buy the big house Mm -hmm. for a quarter of what that same house would cost in East Hampton, Northampton, or Amherst, but then outsource their kids to those school systems because that's what made sense to them. Right. So for every dollar more that our real estate values can increase, that's more money potentially that we can put into our school systems, Right. right? Our school systems need to be desirable for families to choose to live here. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you look at Holyoke comparatively to the surrounding communities, I mean, you're not getting a house in East Hampton now for like under 500000 Right. Yeah, and I'm not saying really I too. want our housing inventory to be that expensive. Right. To your point you were saying before. Holyoke was built to house around 60,000. Right. And we hover around 39. Yeah. So you drive around and you see plenty of vacancies. We have more than enough space to to bring some of these vacant properties yeah. back online. And, you know, I would love to see those things happen on like an 80-20 development model where you're keeping like 20% at you know low income or 80 percent yeah so market it's like in mixed some building housing and yeah. some other properties you flip that it'll be like brooklyn you know <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i don't know brooklyn that uh, well so i can't really well, comment i mean i feel like it, it was always impressive to me when i was living in in new york that like there's a lot of mixed uh, income communities and it's because everybody's living together yeah you know and it and in the same buildings you know m- yeah. one person might be in a subsidized apartment one person might be a, a, a lawyer and be paying full price but yeah when you have people living together there's definitely a different sense of community than obviously when you more or less segregate people into this housing or that housing yeah. or this side of town so yeah the more integration we have um economically the more humanity i feel we have in our yeah. communities and you know, more sh- care in general we should really get on our governor to start investing some money into local mass housing because mm. i saw some statistic recently that they're spending like 46 million dollars a day on oh, like hotel on costs for the unhoused yeah i think like, it was a month but it's still too much a yeah. month day a week a 46 year. million like, i was like how many schools can that? we buy with that yeah. never mind the schools do you know how many buildings in downtown Holyoke you can renovate and then yeah. provide free rent and still be paying less money it's than so that? true and and with that kind of money you have like i mean it's ins- that that number is insane to me can you and you can't even like, wrap your head around that it's really hard but what what i mostly like that could can't, help stabilize rent. Yeah, what I mostly can't understand is why, as as a state, we're willing to pay that to private organizations. Because exactly. all I hear is yacht money for somebody. Yep. You know yep. their their new house in the Poconos or yep. wherever wherever people do with with those kind of funds. Like people own a little you know, hotel, motel, or even one of the, the chains. Yeah, and they're not charging their normal $65 a night. Oh, no. They're probably oh, no. charging an extra $200 per night for that program right? because they can. Because the they can because the state it. just pays. It's so yeah, true. There's and no, and that's no end, in, no end in sight, right? That's just, that's a no-lose, no-win situation. Right. It's and not it, stabilizing it's just, anybody. It's just like opening your car window and throwing money, like, out in the wind. Yeah, and then, I mean, <laughs> that just blows my mind because my mind goes straight to, like, okay, well, what are those families eating? 
right. if they don't have a kitchen, right? That right. baby is now drinking like microwaved formula. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. And they don't, it yeah. is. I was going down a rabbit hole today about like what we're feeding our kids in school lunches, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a topic for a whole nother day. Oh. But like, oh my God. And next week, school lunches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And it's just, it all correlates. It's, yeah. you know, you have to really be providing that stable foundation for children in all aspects and it's housing and education. So how do we, I mean, I know there's a lot of programs and and the city is working slowly on like, you know, with like, like one Holyoke and, you know, organizations to, and, and the Holyoke housing authority, like they do do great projects, but things take a really long time. I mean, they do, you know, the housing, the housing authority is a wonderful partner here in the city. They have a section eight homeownership program. Uh, Yeah. They also offer up to $4,999 towards down payment and closing cost assistance if you're income eligible. Mm -hmm. But the hard thing is, is, you know, finding a house that you can afford so i know they're doing the the project right now along carlos vega park right and you know that's gonna have rental and ownership kind of like the original jackson parkway project did Mm -hmm. but what level ownership are those price points gonna end up being at with the price of construction and you know everything like that and you know rents are just so inflated yeah. i mean when i see what some people advertise rents for you know you're paying eighteen hundred dollars for like a one and a half bedroom yeah, two bedroom you know that should be that should be your mortgage payment yeah you know but like when the housing crisis happened meaning the crash in the market the average age of the first time homeowner went from 27 to 32. right so you had five years of extra people in the rental market so mm-hmm. you have five times as many applications so the landlord can inflate the rent right but you know you're not seeing those increases in subsidies and right. like you know to that point though too it's like well you know, we need to have programs to lead people from being dependent on a system to being independent from the system. Right. And like, what are we doing to with all of these vacant lots and buildings mm. we have? And again, we're what we're doing, it just this process is just so slow. You know, even if we do even from the time it takes like a one Holyoke to take over a plot and, and even build like a two a family, duplex, yeah. you know, like that's only two families. Not, I mean, not to belittle the efforts because they're very important and these are great programs. But you know, even when the um, the South Holyoke, um, that complex that they built in South Holyoke, right off the park there, off of Main Street, like that's amazing. It's twelve units, right? It took what twelve years to build or ten years? Like, I mean, I may be exaggerating, but you know, we have we have like rates of 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 houselessness and you know rates of families in need of housing and coming into the community that that far outweigh 12 units in five I mean, or look six at the climate crisis built. alone hurricane yeah. maria alone and how many yeah. people came to holyoke yeah we talk about migration from other countries but we have like serious climate migrations yeah, happening like right the, now yeah within yeah. the the u.s territory absolutely yeah. and, and i don't think we're talking enough about that no we frankly. really don't and like you know all of this could be tied back together too it was like you know if the city took like a big block that say was off off 
offline and it's been offline and then you know you get the dean tech kids carpentry electrical yeah plumbing department we don't have plumbing unfortunately but we have carpentry we have electrical. You never know There's getting those time. kids involved through the Hoyoke housing authority through state grant and funds to rehab that building and then yeah. you can provide you know you can have training opportunities and providing job opportunities within the construction of the next building like yeah you know it'd be amazing to see how like things like that could happen Wow. I don't know how to make them happen. But. I don't either. But <laughs> I mean, it starts with like realizing that things are possible. Yeah. And then funding can be found. I yeah. mean, I think if we've learned anything, I've only been on the council, you know, for this is coming into the end of my second year, you know, and the the amount of, of things I've learned is it, it blows my mind. And to see, you know, how long it takes to do things, who, you know, who's involved with what, um, but also to learn, like, there is funding available. There are grants available. There are programs available to do various things. But, you know, it's like who, not one person has the bandwidth to do it all. So, you no, know, that's kudos why to our departments. But they can't do everything all at the same time. It's it's like you really need, like, Aids. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really need more people helping with all these processes. Because, yeah. I mean, even for grant writing, you know, the city council has been fighting to get grant writers in, in, in all the departments because there is so much free money that Holyoke could really use. Like, we really need it. But people, like, in the various departments don't have time to also write their own grants to, to, to get their own funding for things. Well, you one know? of the thing, problems that that leads to, too, is, like, we get the grant to get the program launched. And yeah. then don't follow up with the grants to continue to fund the project, right? right? Like, remember when we had, like, a creative economy director? Like, oh, what happened yeah. to that position? Right, right, right. Like, think yeah. about that, right? It's like we funded it temporarily, mm-hmm. and I think it was doing good things. Right. Um, you know, and then, bye. Yeah. It's like, you know, all, all's good and well, but you need initiatives that can withstand. So, yeah, yeah. that would be nice to see. So, I, I mean, I think I think that we are there are a couple of departments where we did approve like a grant writer, but it's not citywide. You know, it'd be nice to see someone in each department who can specialize in getting money for, you know, each department and their purpose and what they're trying to do, you know, because these are basically different teams in the city and we can't expect them to do their best if we don't really uh, support them in the ways they really need. Yeah, so. and collaboration needs, you know, lots of minds at hand to be mm-hmm. able to figure it out. And so there could be a grant over here for this and then a grant over here for that. And right. how do we tie all those together to be able to do what you want? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, There's at, least definitely, we're working. at least we're working on yeah, it. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Erin. Let me take another break and, uh, yeah, see if we can drum up anything else before we get out of here. Hey, Terry. What's up, Coco? What you know about Made in Holyoke? Um, I've seen the hoodies. What's up? Made in Holyoke is pretty cool. Um, it's not new, although it seems like all of a sudden you see the hoodies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just launched their website. So now everybody can get a hoodie. You used to have to know somebody. Right. You had to know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Right. And then you might get a hoodie mm-hmm. if... Mm-hmm. That somebody told somebody that you was getting a hoodie. Wow. Yeah. But These now, was exclusive. This was the exclusive. I mean, they were for the masses because, like, unless you were in the mix, mm-hmm. you know, unless you were a personal friend of the Made in Holyoke movement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you probably didn't get a hoodie. But um, Made in Holyoke launched its website. It's at madeinholyoke.com. And um, it's a vision that was 
procured by the late Justin Chavez. He was a local activist and rapper who passed away recently. And um, he's done a lot of like work in the city and proceeds from sales of the hoodies, not full proceeds, but like a percentage of the proceeds goes to various organizations nice. and keeping his memory alive because he did so much for the city. That's what's up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I really like it. Well, I have to go support that legacy. Absolutely. Well, Aaron, what other fun, exciting events do we have finishing off October in this fair city? Oh, my God, the gala. Oh, my God, the gala. Oh, my God, the social event of the, the year. Oh. Do you know what you're wearing? I sort of, I still need a foofy mask. Okay, so my mask came in, but my dress is on delay. It better come in on time. So, as How long you did it all take your mask to come in? Because I didn't order one yet. Uh, only like a week okay, on Etsy. Um, so yeah, as Coco mentioned earlier, the 150th and Explore Hoyoke and all the fun events. So this gala is a masquerade to celebrate Hoyoke's 150th. The part I'm most excited about is the fact that it is in City Hall's auditorium because there are never events in there and it feels so, so industrial up there, so glam of the 1920s when Hoyoke had more millionaires per capita than any other city in the country. And it just feels so <laughs> like glam and also like a little bit eerie and haunted. So I feel like it's so awesome that it's in, the, in there. Yeah, and they have a state. I'm I'm interested of how it's going to be decorated. Are you on the committee for that? I technically am. I've been asked (laughs) to be on by a few people because, you know, I helped with Josh's uh, inaugural, but I haven't gone to any of the meetings. It really conflicts with noon on a Friday. Okay. Like, Fridays are prime time, closing deals, real estate time for me, so no. Um, I see. Yeah. Joseph is really taking a lead on that committee. Oh, yeah. I did run into him, and he did. they were talking about it, but I wasn't sure, like, all who's on that. Oh, you haven't seen his Instagram of the dress he's handcrafting? No, I haven't. Stunning. Really? Stunning. He's talented. Yes. He's doing all the costumes for the fall, for the next musical at the high school, too. I did notice he's been working on this. Yeah, Yeah, he did West Side Story last year. Um, So apparently they're down to like two musical uh, choices. I'm impressed that he enjoys that so much. Kudos to you, Joseph, for having talent and enjoying using it. (laughs) Can't wait for your store to open. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, the masquerade ball is on Saturday the 28th. It's the 28th. I don't know what day of the week that is, but um, it's the 28th. It's Saturday the 28th from 6 to 11. There's at, still tickets available. There's still tickets available, and you would know. And tickets are available at Holyoke150.com. Um, there's its own website for that with all the details. I understand there's going to be, like, food and yeah, drinks. Yeah, and Catered by the log cabin, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, not bad. Not I bad. think you can also access the tickets through... Explore Holyoke. Oh, well, there's definitely a link It's definitely here. on the calendar. Yeah, it's And really then great. Wisty Wednesdays. Hello. Wisty Wednesdays is having their last free Wisty Wednesday of the oh, calendar year. I thought they year. had it already. No, and it's going to be, like, spooky. So I oh. believe it's the 20th next week. That makes sense. Yeah, they have, um, like, the spirit tours coming up. I mean, they get really cool for I Halloween. miss their old pumpkin fest. They used to have this awesome carved pumpkin fest, and they would have hundreds of carved pumpkins within the gardens. Oh, yeah? This was pre-COVID days, so I don't know who the director is there these days, but they should bring back that Megan pump- Seiler. Well, and she's you know awesome. Well. They should bring back that pumpkin event. It was sick. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, hey, what's up with the pumpkin event? She'll probably say, 
well, it's too late this year, but yeah, next year. I think that's a great idea. It was such a good event. Did you carve the pumpkins on site and then place them, or did they, they do it? They must have had volunteers come or something and do the pumpkins, because you just went, and they were all aglow, and mm-hmm. it was like a nice little spooky evening. Well, I see here that on Wednesday, this coming week, they have the Darkened Hallways Tour at Wisteria Is it ghostly? It's a ghostly tour of <laughs> the building. And actually, I'm going to be um, helping with the uh, cemetery tours. We have cool. a rehearsal this week. So there's a lot going uh, on, man. People got to tune in. As 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 a uh, Terry and I like to say, Holyoke is lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any good events coming up here at Holyoke Media? Um, I don't see any on the calendar here. I mean, I know they cover everything in the city and and put those things on their um on their YouTube and on yeah. their website. But I don't see. Ooh. But it was like the Mifa was touring or something, so there were some events here recently. Oh, Saturday is a cemetery tour. Oh, okay. It's coming up quick. Um, I don't see. Are you are you like an old an old maid? Are you be no, I'm like just helping out. No, I'm on the Wisteria Hearst board. So, are you? Yeah, I'm one of the. I'm the mayoral appointee to the board. Oh. Um, right. So and before I was always like I liked getting involved and volunteering over there anyway for stuff. So. Um, it's kind of nice. I don't know. I like. I'm. I just like the building. And oh, it's such. They an have a good collection property. of stuff, and they. They. I mean, Megan's done a lot with Penny over there, and they've been doing a lot of um, installations. You know, like art exhibits, talks. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been. They've really added a lot, and they're really making it more of a city museum. Yeah, more than just a tour of the Skinner Museum. Yeah, because I feel like it's it hasn't felt this accessible in my lifetime living in you know the area. So I think um, they're really doing a good job of pulling people in, you know, helping people understand like, no, this is your this is your personal. Um, this is your personal museum in your city, and we have costume collections, and we have like um, historical data about the city. You know, if you if you want to look something up, almost like the library, yeah, you can give a call and say, "Hey, I'm trying to figure out this information," and um, Penny will invite you in and help you figure it out, or show you what they have available to help you do research, or yeah. if you're just personally interested in taking a tour, they're always willing to set up a tour for you. I mean, it's really great. You know, they used to have a pretty kick. Uh, party <laughs> for Halloween a masquerade That was really there. fun. That was also pre-COVID. So, you know, this year it's the Hoyoke celebration, but maybe that's something else they could get going back yeah, up for next year. that was year. so much fun. I had never gone, unfortunately. Yeah. But I saw many, I went many for, fun photos. My I kids were very young two. then. I was, you know, doing mom duties. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was so... It was really, really nice. And it's also just... I feel like we're going to get the same kind of vibe by having the um, gala at City Hall. Because what's really exciting about going to Wisteria Hearst for a costume ball is like you're in this this big old mansion and they have like the the, a different world. the, the music room and it's it's just yep. it's the perfect setting and i think city yeah. hall is gonna feel like that too yeah i'm yeah. so excited i love this, this, <laughs> just the staircase right every time you go up there which right now is only for us when we get sworn yeah, in, yeah. But, you know the staircase like you just want to be going up there with like your yeah. clutch and, and, you, and yeah and you, you can know. like hold up your dress and <laughs> yeah. like slowly try not to fall up the stairs oh because we're gonna be going downstairs to use the bathroom no. There's, There's a bathroom up there. There's one? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just know why there's a bathroom up there. Why do you think that's one of the reasons they don't have <laughs> events there? And why Wisteria doesn't have big events? Because the lack of Yeah, they have of, like of three bathrooms in the whole building. Yeah. yeah, so thank God there is an elevator, folks. So don't don't worry about the high heels. <laughs> but we will absolutely be elevatoring down to the basement to the public <laughs> to restroom. To go to the bathroom. Yes. 
Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, I never even that, thought about you? that. No. Maybe we'll have to sneak up to the clock tower, though. Oh yeah, that'd bum, be bum, fun. Bum. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. When when Aaron and Coco get kicked out of the gala. <laughs> oh well. How I, did the color on the clock get changed? Hmm. <laughs> Well, it's been really oh, awesome. Oh, sound like two silly schoolgirls. I love it. <laughs> it's been awesome to have these conversations with you today. I really Thanks for having appreciate me. it. Yeah, I really appreciate your insight on the school committee stuff and on the the real estate in Holyoke. I feel like these are things that people um, are interested in and always have questions about. So yeah, yeah, anytime, man, anytime. All right. Well, appreciate you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, darling. Bye. Deuces. Thanks for joining us today. On adventures in organized chaos. I'm still Coco. And I'm Terry. (laughs) We'll talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs)